yes. Hello, it's Thursday, December 7th. How you doing? Uh, morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Uh, I tell you what. It's Pearl Harbor Day. Don't you ever forget. We never forget. Besides that, there are three things that I think you need to know. Oh, my goodness gracious, are there three things I think you need to know. Uh, Number one, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus. (laughs) He has done it again. Writes an op-ed in the New York Times. It says, Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous. Oh, boy. Come anti-immigrant, not anti-illegal immigrant. Dude, I really question uh, the safety of the city of Tucson under this guy because he apparently, he wants to pick and choose who he thinks is a criminal or who breaks the law. Uh, Tucson is a very dangerous place with this guy in charge. I don't think he's up to the job, and I'll get into this. And on top of that, just the ignorance of him, or if you want the stupidity of the timing of this. How could he even think about, like, hey, this is a good thing to write at this particular moment, and I'll explain in just a second. Oh, yeah, he's doing that. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, right now the Department of Justice apparently uh, handed over, what, 10,000 texts? Over, I think it's over 10,000 texts. DOJ officials are now going through over 10,000 texts between the anti-Trump FBI guy, Strzok, Stroke, whatever his name is, and his uh, mistress, the chick he was cheating on his wife with. Over 10,000. I looked at my wife yesterday. I said, we've been married 11 years, been together like 15. Have we texted each other 10,000 times? I don't think we have. I said, do we have a good marriage? <laughs> have we not? <laughs> I mean, let's go. Yeah, over 10,000. Holy smokes. What, what, what's that, your mic? What, what, what? I'm pretty sure I texted my wife maybe like 12 times. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really into, I'm not a whole texting kind of a, you know, thing. And Dinner, what you want. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, you it's, just, it's just not really, not really my thing, but uh, whatever. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the second thing that I think you need to know. And the third thing I think you need to know is, and no, what's going to happen? Al Franken is going to make an announcement today, but nobody knows if he's actually going to step down because now we have eight, eight women, eight women accusing him of groping and, and sexual assault, if you want. I mean, I mean, when you, you know, decide to grab a woman and lay your lips on her, isn't that sexual assault? I think that is. Well, it's not right. Yeah, I believe that's sexual assault. Um, he's going to make some kind of an announcement today. And I'm sure it's going to be boring as hell and whatever, but there you go. And by the way, all this random outrage from these uh, these women in the Senate, especially the Democrats, I think at the end of the show it was six. I think yesterday it got up to 33, though, uh, led by Kirsten Gillibrand. By the way, don't be fooled by that. Democratic senator from New York, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, celebrated Bill Clinton all over the place. Uh, he campaigned with her uh, in 2013. Happy birthday. Thank you for what you've done. All this other stuff on Twitter. And all of a sudden now, uh, she's like, when it's politically expedient for her, she's like, you know what? He should have stepped down 20 years ago. If he's such a bad guy and you think he's a sexual predator, why are you hanging around with him, taking pictures with him, and having him campaign for you? Because you're a slimy politician like the rest of them. doesn't matter if you're male or female. Slimy politicians. So anyway, we'll find out exactly what, because there were stories that came out that Al Franken's going to step down, then his office said, no, he's not going to step down. Uh, And there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Three things 
that I think you need to know. But let's start with this, with the uh, Tucson police chief, Chris Magnus, who uh, I saw one TV report did a story on this. I think it was Tucson News Now. They said he was not available to comment. So if he's not going to talk to a TV station, he's definitely not going to talk to me. And I'm thinking, here we go again. You got a police chief that uh, decides to take, uh, you know, used to be pen to paper, now it's fingers to keyboard, and write this whole thing about his opinion and then not be willing to publicly speak about it? Brave guy. Brave guy. Uh, it's in the paper edition of the New York Times today. It came out uh, yesterday at some point on their website. Tucson's police chief. Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous. Now, uh, before I read to you some of the insane things that he's written, he has a history of writing op-eds without actually facts to back them up. I believe he did that about the uh, reciprocity situation as well. If you remember that, we, we talked about that. He likes to uh, write... Things based not on fact. He did it again here. You ready for the beginning of this from a police chief here in Tucson, Chris Magnus? Again, not even giving it to the local paper or whatever, but giving to the New York Times. Uh, does he want to run for office or something? I, I've never seen a police chief this political in my life. I mean, he is more political than some members of the Tucson City Council. And he's more political than some other elected officials, Pima County supervisors, you name it. Dude, just do your job. By the way, CBS says that uh, that Tucson is the 43rd most deadly city in the entire country. 43rd most deadly city in the entire country. So do we want to be closer to one? Or, eh, you know, might go for the top. Or, or 50 is like the worst. Well, there was a story I didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday. Apparently there was a shooting and a killing on Thanksgiving and they got the guy. And I'm thinking here's another example where uh, the police chief can call for a ban with the council, a ban on murder. Still not there. Uh, why? You know, you can't buy a gun at a gun show at the Tucson Convention Center. Why is this happening? I don't get it, right? I don't get it. Um, and I just keep hearing more and more awful things about the Tucson Police Department, morale, things like that. Anyway, uh, you got to hear this to believe it. This is, this is just, this is crazy. So this is what he writes. This is Police Chief Magnus. As the police chief here, I am deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities. Holy, right there. What? He's deeply troubled by their campaign against it. I'm thinking, are you that dumb? Kate Steinle's killer was protected. He, he admitted he went to San Francisco. Because he thought that he would, or he knew he would not be turned over to federal agents. And he wound up killing Kate Steinle. That happened just days ago. The ruling, not guilty, days ago. And you still have no problem by saying, I'm deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities. Hey, tell that to Kate Steinle's family. Tell that to Jameel Shaw Sr., whose son Jameel Shaw Jr. was killed by a gangbanger from Mexico. An illegal alien who was arrested three times and yet was released to the streets because out there in L.A. they didn't want to work with federal agents. They didn't want to tell him, we have an illegal alien here, we're going to hold him so you can get him and deport him. Tell it to Marianne Mendoza, whose son was a police officer up in Mesa, who was killed by an illegal alien driving the wrong way on four different highways because he was high and drunk. 
up in the Phoenix area. I mean, this guy is just oblivious. Seriously. Tucson, I mean, when you think it's bad with the leadership and everything else, they picked this guy for a reason. He has no problem standing outside with Black Lives Matter when he's a police chief of Richmond. With a sign that I agree with you. Yeah, they hate you. They hate cops. And you want to just appease them. But, you know, people here illegally? Whoa, cracking down on sanctuary cities? No, no, no. I'm deeply, I'm deeply troubled by this. And even writes, as the police chief here, I'm deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refused to turn over undocumented, undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. So he's upset that cities won't turn over illegal aliens to the feds. What a police chief. Law and order? Really? Holy smokes. Can't just be me. I mean, it literally can't just be me. Can't just be you, but it can't just be me, right? Man, oh man, oh man. But wait, there's more. Washington is trying to retaliate against them by withholding fundings or funding for things like crime prevention, drug treatment, and mental health programs. Well, here's the thing, Chris. Um, let's just create a metaphor. As my child grows older, there's a chance, and right now he's almost going to be five, so I'm not going to hold it against him. But if my kid's like, I don't like this uh, for dinner. I think you should get me something different. I'm going to say, no, if you want something different, you buy it yourself. So if you need money for things like crime prevention and drug treatment and mental health from the federal authorities, you may want to work with them. And if they don't want to give you the money because you don't want to work with them and what they need, why are you surprised by this? Right? He writes, Tucson is not technically, uh, technically a sanctuary city. You love that, right? But we are closer to the border with Mexico, or we are close to the border of Mexico, and take pride in being welcoming to immigrants. And that's the whole thing. Remember, the Tucson City Council wanted to call itself a sanctuary city, but they were afraid of the uh, retribution, for lack of a better term. But uh, they declare themselves an immigrant welcoming community, which who isn't? So the technicality. He's basically admitting Tucson's a sanctuary city. So we're close to the border with Mexico and take pride in being welcoming to immigrants. Yet the government has warned us that our grants are in danger. People being in danger. Still, while federal judges in Chicago and San Francisco have ruled against President Trump's executive order to withhold money from sanctuary cities, the administration's crackdown on immigrants, immigrants, no, illegal immigrants, Chris, is already having a chilling effect on police community relations here. Really? Many community members have told me that Latinos are not turning to us for help or working with us as often as they have in the past. Well, that's their problem. Why? Because they're here illegally? They're gro- we get to pay for it. Their growing sense of fear and distrust is clearly a consequence of the anti-immigrant rhetoric. Wow. Not illegal. Anti-immigrant rhetoric coming from Mr. Trump and Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Oh, there's more. Just think about this, though. Because he mentions papers, if you lack papers at some point, if I remember reading that. I was just in shock reading this this morning. Um, he apparently sees no difference between immigrants and illegal immigrants. But if you talk to a legal immigrant, I'm pretty sure they'll tell you there is a major difference. They paid. They waited their time. They went through all the background checks. They did the right thing to do, right? 
They did they did the right thing. What if I steal a car? Of course, the title is not in my name. But I say, you know, why do I need the paper proving this is mine? What's the difference between a, a car owner and an illegal car owner? I would have legally owned it because I don't really have the paperwork, but I'm driving around with the car in my possession, right? So could I not say, this is my car. What do you want me to do? You want me to have the papers now? Now you want me to have papers? That's basically what he's saying. Crackdown on immigrants. They're not immigrants. They're illegal aliens. You crack down on people that are stealing cars. Well, I mean, geez, come on. I'm just trying to make a better life for my family and myself. I mean, we need to be able to get to, you know, certain places. I can't buy a car. I'll just steal one. It's like stealing someone's identity. It's like all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Again, there are no facts. There's more in this. More in this. He talks about violent crime. You ready for this? Oh, wait till you hear what he says about it. We'll get to it in about uh, 6, 621, KNST. And you can comment, by the way, 880-KNST, 880-5678. We will continue uh, because this is some of the most amazing stuff. And again, we have maybe one of the most political police chiefs in the country. Holy smokes. And he he doesn't have the guts to back up what he writes by talking to me or anybody else in the media. Chris, we're here till 10 o'clock. I know you're listening. We're at Oracle in Fort Lowell. If you'd like, we'll let you write in. Email me, Garrett at KNST.com if you'd like. We're here for you, buddy. You can call in as well. I wouldn't mind if you came by with the uh, squad car. Yeah, why not? Chase some of these people away Yeah, outside. well. <laughs> Please. He never would. He doesn't know if you're here legally or not. We're going to continue. It's KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. 6.30, thank you for hanging out. Going to be a chilly one today. It's already uh, it's chilly outside right now, to be honest with you. I mean, it was like in the 40s when I left. I'm like, holy smokes. Ryan's looking at me like, why are you... I have a sweater on. You have a sweater? You had a jacket. I know. I, I, come on. I I wasn't sure if to bring it, but then you get... It, I'm not going to wear it inside, but shut up. You're wearing a hat. You know what? Inside. I'm also flexing my right to bear arms, because I'm wearing a vest. Oh. Ah, <laughs> Come on, give it to me. This give is not right. Come on, give, this give is me. not right. Give me, I know. On. I don't want to give you anything. Come on. Anything. Zero. Oh. Zero. Uh, highs are going to top out in the low 60s today. It's windy out there, too. Gusts over 30 miles an hour. Uh, we could have a freeze warning in effect for Tucson and the east side and east of Tucson today as well. Uh, so it's finally going to be cold today and tomorrow and then be in the 70s. Enjoy it while it lasts. All right. Uh, real quick. Magnus. And I have so much more on this. It's so ridiculous what he has written, and he—it's like he won't talk about it. Who is the? What? Who does this anyway? Uh, the Justice Department could be playing a key role. He writes in the New York Times in building on the Obama-era policing reforms that many of my fellow police chiefs strongly support. Instead, the changes it wants to make to force local police officers to cooperate much more closely with federal immigration authorities will compromise public safety. By reducing community confidence in law enforcement. Again, how about the people who have lost family members to illegal aliens who have been let go because of sanctuary policies? So he wrote that. We'll compromise public safety by reducing community confidence in law enforcement. Okay, and he doesn't base any of this on actual facts, 
right? Not, not on facts at all. Um, hmm. I have a, uh, a story right here. Uh, crime drops in Phoenix after city drops sanctuary city status, former cops say. Oh. Oh. No way. Then there's, and we've, we've talked about this, a six-year study published last year by the University of California, Riverside, found, quote, violent crime is slightly higher in sanctuary cities. It concluded there was, quote, no statistically discernible difference in violent crime rates, rape, or property crimes across 55 cities studied. Slightly higher, not really statistically discernible. So basically, it throws everything that the chief has said in the past and what he has written into the garbage. Phoenix saw a drop in crime after it eliminated its sanctuary status, according to some former law enforcement officials. Wow. So I'm just curious. What the hell is he doing? This guy is is not good for Tucson. Is he going to get reprimanded? Do he have permission to do this? Is it, you know, is the city, of T- the, are the leadership here? I mean, they won't do anything to this guy. And then on top of that, again, the fact that this police chief doesn't have the guts to talk about what he wrote to back it up. Holy smokes. I'll get your reaction coming up because there's more to this story as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678-POUND250 gets you in as well just as for Garrett Lewis when it when you're prompted. We'll continue in about five. Here's the latest from Fox. Emulating talk. All right, three things I think you need to know at 641. Number one is the Tucson Police Chief, Chris Magnus. Uh, I got an email, I like this description of him, an activist masquerading as a police chief. Uh, wrote, wrote an uh, op-ed with no facts, just his opinion. To the New York Times, where he is very upset that Trump and Sessions are forcing forcing police organizations, police departments, to work with the feds to combat illegal immigration. And if they don't do it, the federal government threatens to withhold funding. He says it's going to make everything much more dangerous. Nothing actually to back up what he wrote, but he claims it's true. I mean, this guy, well, this guy's out there. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, the Department of Justice now going through over 10,000 texts exchanged between the anti-Trump FBI guy that was up there in uh, in Mueller's investigation that interviewed Hillary, the stroke guy, Strzok, whatever his name is, over 10,000 texts going through between him and his mistress, the, uh, the chick he was cheating on his wife with, who also worked at the FBI. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know is at some point today, Al Franken's going to speak on the Senate floor uh, we think he's going to resign, but we're not quite sure if he's going to resign. His office is denying it. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll find out. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. If you uh, like and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, I will put up the New York Times story. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, you'll see I already retweeted it and invited Chris Magnus on the show and said, do not hide behind your words. Behind, you know, behind a, a, a just an op-ed. I mean, if you're going to write about it, have the guts to come out and back it up, you know? We'll see. You know, you shouldn't be so um, threatening in your in your text. And, you know, maybe you're just scaring him. He doesn't want to come on because oh. he's kind of afraid you'll be raided. <laughs> it's just these are I have questions. <laughs> I believe he owes the public answers. I, I you know what? Don't say you don't owe to me. You thought you owed them something by writing an op-ed in the New York Times, for God's sake. I agree. John, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to KNST. 
Hey, Garrett. Hey, um, I saw the uh, councilman, uh, Steve Koscheck on the uh, Rieto River when I was biking into work. Okay. I asked him about the Times Magazine, what, Steve, uh, what Chris Magnus said. New York, do you, know, do you, do you, do you, hang on, you mean the New York Times article? Yeah, the New York Times. Okay, sir. He, he, he said that Chris Magnus didn't, didn't say that Tucson is a sanctuary city and that they agree with everything he's saying, including that Trump is anti-immigrant. Really? Yeah. Steve Kozachi told you that face-to-face? Yeah. And that was this morning? This, yeah, just this morning. No kidding. He was in the pitch black. He was out there biking on, uh, the, you know, whatever, by the Rito. No, I, you I, was, I was riding my bike. He was running. Of course he was. Was he wearing Sergio Tacchini uh, sweats, running pants? He, no, he was in shorts and a T-shirt. Wow, this cold out, huh? Uh-huh. No kidding. So he says that they agree Trump's anti-immigrant, and they agree with everything that Chris Magnus wrote. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, John. And I appreciate he, you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. He, he, he told me to keep writing because we're going to continue to disagree. So he doesn't want to talk to anybody about it. He doesn't want to get into any disagreements with anybody about it. They're not going to agree with what the city is doing and what the police chief is saying. Wow. What did you say to challenge him? Nothing. I just kept, I kept riding my bike. So he, you asked him about it. He said, we agree with everything and just keep riding because we're not going to agree on this? Yeah, he told me to keep writing because we're going to continue to disagree. Well, what did you say to him that he disagreed with? I told, I go, that, I go, so you're, you're going to, you guys are going to stand behind somebody who's calling Trump anti-immigrant and who's saying that, that the city of Tucson is a sanctuary city. He goes, Chris Magnus didn't say that Tucson sanctuary city. Yeah, he wrote, not he technically, not technically. You know well, what not he, technically. That's what he wrote. And he, he didn't. Yeah, he said, that, just say, yeah, go ahead. And he. And he didn't say anything about the anti-immigration, what Chris Magnus says. You know what would have been a great thing to He's say to Steve Kazanchik? You say, hey, Steve, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Trump married an immigrant. How is he anti-immigrant? He married one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Well, dude, thank you for standing up for yourself. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for sharing. Th- I appreciate you listening. Have a great day, man. Hey, you too. Thank you. Yeah, he's so anti-immigrant, he married one. Well, he only likes the beautiful, hot ones. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I got something to say about that. What, what, what? Is no, that I wrong? I say about that. What? Was that wrong? No. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. Such an anti-immigrant person. Oh, these people. You sure. want to know? Now you know why uh, Magnus was brought in here. Seriously, Tucson. Now, I thought it was bad. Can you get out the Steve Kazachik? We got to play that more often. When he said, we don't, we don't need any values, any Trump values here and stuff like that. Um I really felt Tucson was in a bit of danger and definitely, I mean, we know it's going down the wrong path. Uh, and, and Steve Kazachik said that, especially it's right below that number 107 right there. Now, when, when he said that right after he won re-election, you know, we don't need any Trump stuff. It's not our values. And of course we had someone call was, I think two days ago, a business owner said, man, we're getting more work construction work than ever before. Cause people feel like they have confidence in investing and putting their money out there and jobs and he goes, and it's not because Tucson all of a sudden is business friendly. It's because, you know, Trump's out there, you know, cutting regulations, doing all this stuff. And we don't need those kinds of values. So, again, you couple what Kazachik said with what the police chief in Tucson said, which literally makes it more dangerous to live in the city of Tucson. And you sit back and say, man, Tucson is in a very, very precarious situation.
it's it's going in the wrong direction even faster than I thought. It's not good. Bob, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Good morning, Garrett. What's up? I uh, want to compliment both of you guys. You're doing a terrific job. Now what has Ryan well, done? I mean, come on. I pushed the buttons. Oh, okay. One of, one of the things that I, uh, I I don't understand why you're upset that the uh, police chief won't talk to you, that the city council won't talk to you. I mean, they, they feel like they're they're aloof. They don't have to deal with any of you people. You people! What do you mean, you people? You people! (laughs) You guys, you You. ask too many questions. You put them on the spot. They don't want to be... That's not what they want to deal with. They only want to talk to people that agree with them. You know what? If I was a snowflake, I'd have my feelings hurt about that. I'm only only upset because I know, one, I I really believe that I have really good questions that they can't answer. Uh, Or if they could answer, maybe maybe I'd be, you know, surprised by that. Uh, on top of that, and I, I think they owe it to the public to put their, you know, to back up what they say. On top of yep. that, I think it'd be great radio. <laughs> so that's why you know they don't said. feel like they owe you anything. Yeah, and they, that, yeah. They, they just feel like they're aloof. Garrett, I talked to you a couple of years ago, and I told you about that I had a patent, and it was for, and I was trying to set up a business here, and and I couldn't really get anybody. Do you remember that? No, uh, I apologize. Patent. It was a patent for cleaning up emissions on coal-fired plants. Okay, but anyways. What I want I one other comment I wanted to make I was I tried to get in yesterday and I was the, I was about the Vale school district building oh, the houses yeah. yes the tiny houses so what the so what the school district is doing is they're picking the lose, winners and losers they've decided 14 people 24 should, yeah should well however many houses they're going to build or want to build those people are going to win and they're going to get subsidies and the other people hey Screw them because they don't have, they don't, they weren't the lucky ones. And you know what? If you're upset and you're, and you're not, because the people aren't making enough money, give them more money. Well, they can't, they, they can't magically come up with more money. They're given a budget by the state, and that's just how it is, man. They can't just all of a sudden well, do that. So, that. so they're finding extra money to do houses that they can't put that's it in some the other question. way well, look, and give them pay? I know. I mean, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. According to that uh, gentleman that was on, he said, you know, there's a, just like any government entity, there's certain buckets of money you can use things for. They he claims they want private investment. Again, listen, I don't I don't agree with it. I think it's I don't all of a sudden I, I I've never heard of all of a sudden Vale saying that we're losing teachers left and right because they have to drive thirty minutes to work. You know? Well, and I'm gonna tell you something. You look you can look a long time to find investors that are gonna put money into yes. a losing project. Well, I don't care how many you can look forever. I mean I have been in the real realty business, and people don't want to invest in things that lose money. Oh, of course not. God no. That's no, no, crazy. No, no, I no. totally do I that know. every I know. day. I know. Listen, I'm with you on that one, Bob. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for for chiming okay. in. Take care, man. Uh, yeah. And, that, and by the way, did you put that interview up again on my iHeart channel? Which one? That I did with that uh, Matt Federoff from the Vale School District. Yes, I did. If you missed that, he is a uh, he is not a school board member, but he works for them. Uh, in the IT department for Vail Schools, and uh, he was explaining how and why they want to have tiny houses up, who would, you know, the whole idea behind it, everything else. Uh, I, again, it just, I, I, I think it's a horrible idea. Uh, you know, they claim they're losing teachers, not going to be there. If you put 24 people, I mean, think of the hundreds, and he said it's not just for teachers, it's for also for uh, staff uh, that work there, other people that work there. So all of a sudden there's going to be 24 options. What about the other hundreds and hundreds of people? I mean, I it 
If it was that bad, somebody should build an apartment and uh, you know make more affordable housing in that aspect. But geez, or you live somewhere else. I mean, I, I'll bet you at Vail schools. I mean, I hear nothing but great things. Is it more enjoyable to teach at Vail versus TUSD? Would people not drive an extra fifteen minutes to go somewhere to you know to work? It's it's life. My God. You know, I don't enjoy coming down to Oracle and Fort Lowell because if you've seen the parking lot, again, the adults riding around on big wheels, <laughs> big wheels. at 5 a.m. and the <laughs> random people sleeping in front of the uh, the door. And it, should I, I, I wish I could demand that my, my company move to a nicer area. It ain't going to happen. 652, well, more on Magnus and the lack of facts and everything else. There's so much, so much. Uh, we'll continue. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Let's do it at 7.07 on this Thursday, December 7th. How about that, huh? Your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 792. Sons, most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, uh, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus writes an op-ed in the New York Times. Because he's upset that the federal government, that Trump... Trump and Sessions want local law enforcement to help enforce and help crack down on illegal immigration. Uh, his his New York Times op-ed, it says, is titled, Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous. Of course, the Tucson police chief has literally zero facts in this to back it up, but what should you... I mean, he did the same thing about the reciprocity. Zero facts to back it up as well. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, This guy is a danger to the community, by the way, a flat out danger to the community. Uh, But, you know, this just when I thought Tucson couldn't get any worse, I think it's actually worse now than it's really ever, ever been. At least from a a crime standpoint, too, and violence. Anyway, we'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Department of Justice is going through over 10,000 text messages between the the anti-Trump FBI guy who was demoted to H.R., the one that was in charge of the Hillary investigation, the the one that interviewed Hillary, didn't put her on her oath, all this other stuff, the guy that uh, was part of the Mueller team until July or whatever it was. Yeah, over 10,000 text messages between him and his uh, mistress, who also is an FBI lawyer. Oh, boy, what are they going to find? A third thing that I think you need to know. Now, on that, we, let's do this. Uh, I think we got this good local one right here. Uh, there, there's been some some problems here in Arizona. When it comes to some state legislators and, uh, you know, some comments and hands and whatever, right, and insinuations and stuff like that, some lawmakers have been, uh, well, accused. Well, now apparently a uh, legislator wants these lawmakers that have been accused to get up to $18,000 from taxpayers on legal help. You get accused of something. What if they get accused of something else? Are they going to pay for that out of their own pocket? So we get to pay up to eighteen grand for people that may be big pervs. I understand they may be not guilty, but my goodness gracious! I mean, if somebody accuses you of something at work, are you going to you're going to pay for your own lawyer to back up yourself? Aren't you? We got to pay for this crap. Three things that I think you need to know. So let's get back to this uh, this Magnus thing. 
if you're just tuning in, and I'll, I'll get through the whole thing, okay? I'm not going to stop and give my opinion just yet. And by, by the way, Chief Magnus, you are more than welcome to come on this show at any time, 880-KNST. It's 880-5678. You can even hit pound 250. Ask for Gary Lewis. And we'll get you right to the front of the line. You can even come into the studio. You know where we are, Oracle and Fort Lowell, right by the Quick Trip. A lot of Tucson cops hang out at the Quick Trip. You know where we are. I believe you owe the public an explanation. You shouldn't just hide behind an op-ed you write in the New York Times, for God's sakes. I've never seen a police chief this political. And I've, I've seen a lot of police chiefs. That's why he was hired by the, the city council, because, I mean, he is, he's, just, he's kind of radical. The whole Black Lives Matter thing when he's the head of the Richmond PD. And remember, he is still named in the case because a bunch of his Richmond police officers, apparently he didn't see this, I think it was 11 of them, uh, were involved in an underage uh, prostitution thing where they were actually having sex and directing a 17-year-old a to have sex with people and stuff like that, and they were doing things with her. And apparently it all happened under his nose, and he had no idea. Right. Right. So anyway, Je- uh, Magnus writes in, the, in the, today's New York Times, Tucson, Tucson's police chief, Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous. Actually not true, but whatever. So he writes, as the police chief here, I am deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refuse to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. He's troubled by that. Tell that to Kate Steinle's family. I can't say that enough. Tell that to Jamil Shaw, senior. We talked to so many moms when I was out in D.C. back in June uh, who lost children to this. Okay. He's troubled by it, though. Washington is trying to retaliate against them by withholding funding for things like crime prevention, drug treatment, and mental health programs. So here's the thing. Magnus wants Washington, D.C.'s money, but doesn't want to work with Washington, D.C. He writes, Tucson is not technically a sanctuary city. Technically. But we are close to the border with Mexico and take pride in being welcoming to immigrants. What does that even mean? So since we're close, we're going to overlook things? We're cool with illegals? Yet the government, he writes, has warned us that our grants are in danger. Still, while federal judges in Chicago and San Francisco have ruled against President Trump's executive order to withhold money from sanctuary cities, the administration's crackdown on immigrants is already having a chilling effect on police community relations here. He's cracking down on illegal aliens, Chris. Many community members, he writes, have told me that Latinos are not turning to us for help or working with us as often as they have in the past. Their growing sense of fear and distrust is clearly a consequence of the anti-immigrant rhetoric coming from Mr. Trump and Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Anti-immigrant rhetoric. Again, Chris, if Trump hates immigrants, why'd he marry two of them? He's got Melania now. And then you have Ivana, the first one. Oh, he hates immigrants so much that two out of his three wives are immigrants. You're right. You're right. He's married three times? Yeah. Didn't learn his lesson the first time? He's the Don. (laughs) He's not a perfect man. The Justice Department... That's you! Yes, Magnus writes, could be playing a key role in building on the Obama-era policing reforms that many of my fellow police chiefs strongly support. Instead, the changes it wants to make to force local police officers to cooperate much more closely with federal immigration authorities. Oh, that's so bad, right? Magnus writes, that will compromise public safety by reducing community confidence in law enforcement. Uh, What you're writing with what you believe, actually, 
lowers our confidence in your law enforcement in law enforcement. Okay, I'm gonna stop it right there for just one second. Let me just let me just point to you one more time, and I'll put all this stuff up. Uh six-year study published last year by the University of California Riverside found violent crime is slightly higher in sanctuary cities. And it concluded there was no statistically discernible difference in violent crime rates, rape, or property crimes across 55 cities that were studied. Phoenix saw a drop in crime after it eliminated its sanctuary city status. Yeah. Yeah. Levi Bolton, executive director of the Arizona to the Arizona Police Association, um, said it, it's, he, he said we, we've actually seen a decrease in crime. In May 2008, Phoenix reversed itself, becoming a non-sanctuary state. Under the policy, police had full discretion to ask suspects about their immigration status and had the freedom to call ICE. Bolton said, Levi Bolton said, quote, we saw a decrease in crime. It had a deterrent effect on folks because the risk of discovery went up exponentially when we actually enforced the law. What? No way. Levi Bolton, again, Arizona, let me get this correct, Arizona Police Association, executive director to the Arizona Police Association, spent 25 years patrolling in Phoenix, said, quote, when we eliminated our sanctuary policy back in 2008, we saw crime, violent, and stolen vehicles fall by 25%. We saw a 20-year low crime rate. When we were allowed and had the discretion to contact our federal immigration partners, crime fell Drastically. According to city-data.com, which collects data from various government agencies, from 2008 to 2009, Phoenix's murder rate fell 27%. Robberies by 23%. Assault by 13%. Burglaries fell by 14%. Theft fell by 19%. The numbers for each category fell the following year as well by smaller margins, but they fell. So Chris Magnus actually, with his ideas, wants to make Tucson more violent, less safe. Those are facts. Those are facts. Let's continue with his op-ed. You ready for this? Again, that's after he wrote, Man, if you force local police to cooperate more closely with federal immigration authorities, that'll compromise public safety. Bull crap, dude. To be sure, he writes, violent crime has risen in some cities over the past couple of years. But the administration's response, paradoxically, uh, is short-sighted policies that hurt local law enforcement agencies. An associate deputy attorney general, Stephen Cook, recently explained the department's rationale this way, quote, It's unfortunate that cities like Chicago are more interested in implementing their extreme sanctuary policies that put criminal aliens back on the street than in, in addressing violent crime. Well, it's true. But, Chris Magnus writes, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Public safety has always been our top priority. Uh, Wow, thanks, Chris. I mean, again, there's literally no facts here. He writes, the message from Washington is that cities need to refocus on law and order. Yet the harsh anti-immigrant rhetoric, and he writes that a whole bunch of times. It's not anti-immigrant rhetoric, man. And Mr. Sessions' reckless policies ignore a basic reality. So he's reckless. But telling your police to not work with federal immigration authorities, that's okay. That's not reckless. Come on, Magnus. 
Anyway, he says Sessions' reckless policies ignore a basic reality known by most good cops and prosecutors. If people are afraid of the police, if they fear they may become separated from their families or harshly interrogated based on immigration status, they won't report crimes or come forward as witnesses. It's just the liberal way of thinking. It really is. Uh, You know, by the way, Tucson, according to CBS News, the 43rd most deadly city in the country. When crime victims, he writes, and witnesses are unwilling to testify because they're afraid an ICE agent will be waiting to arrest them at the courtroom doors, real criminals go unpunished. Real criminals. You come here illegally, Magnus doesn't think you are a, quote, real criminal. It means drug dealers and people who commit domestic and sexual violence are free to exploit a voiceless class of victims. Such criminals become a threat to us all. Yet I just told you about the actual facts, by the way, showing how crimes dropped across the board. He actually has no evidence. He bases his whole op-ed has no actual facts like based. Look at this. This is backing up my opinion. This is nothing. He writes, it's a simple formula. When crimes go unreported and unsolved, criminals are empowered. Hey, why didn't you go catch the mayor's carjacker then? Most well, law- you got to bring up old stuff. Yeah. Most law enforcement professionals agree that sanctuary city designations mean little from a policing standpoint. Almost all local law enforcement agencies, regardless of the sanctuary or immigrant welcoming policies adopted by their jurisdictions, cooperate with federal authorities to go after drug cartels, human traffickers, and transnational gangs. Remember, he's also the guy that got rid of the plane that TPD had. Sold it to Pinal County Sheriff's Department. You didn't want to, you didn't, you didn't want to track anybody. No, no illegals, no. Uh, yet these designations, he writes, can serve a legitimate person, meaning, purpose, meaning immigrant welcoming, stuff like that. They make clear that everyone in our community has a role in preventing and reducing crime. That's what he writes. And they send a message to all members of the public, whether they have immigration documents or not. There it is. That police are first and foremost there uh, to protect them. So again, why not? I mean... It doesn't matter if you have documents or not. So if I steal a car, I don't have the document saying I own it. You going to let me go, Chris? Are you really stealing it or just borrowing well, it? I, I guess I'll tell them I'm borrowing it. I'll give it back at some point. I just need it. The Justice Department wants Americans to believe that recent upticks in violent crime are tied to undocumented immigrants or cities' failure to get tough on crime. He writes, the facts don't support the narrative. Of course, he doesn't have facts that actually support that. Anyway, the reality is cities with fewer crime-fighting resources often experience increases in crime. So he's saying, I don't want to work with you, but I want your money. Crime also may increase in places where crime victims and witnesses are fearful of working with law enforcement. Again, I just told you about Phoenix, right? When they lost their sanctuary city city status, they said, we're not doing it. Crime fell. 880-KNST, 880-5678. There's more. i got to take a break. I'll get your reaction coming up. Pound 250 gets the NGS for Garrett Lewis. I mean, this guy is, is, this guy is dangerous. Again, not only is it just dangerous and irresponsible what he wrote. I mean, it really is. It's dangerous and irresponsible. On top of that, uh, I mean, talk about clueless. Kate Steinle's murderer was let go of, say, he was put back on the streets because of sanctuary policies, and he killed Kate Steinle. That was just days ago that he was found not guilty. And you still said, I don't care, I'm going to go with this. I mean, talk about being literally clueless. This guy's not up for the job. I mean, it's, I feel bad for the city of Tucson. I feel it's dangerous. It's dangerous. We'll continue in five. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Seven twenty-eight. thank you for hanging out. Uh, only about 62 for a high today. 
And again, uh, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis, or iHeartRadio app, search Garrett Lewis. Either way, you can go to my channel. That's my channel, you search Garrett Lewis. And uh, Ryan puts the entire show up every day and highlights, and including yesterday, the interview uh, that took place with the uh, the gentleman, Matt, from uh, the Vail School District about their their uh, tiny home community that they'd like to uh, build or at least have people invest in, which, again, uh, you know, man, uh, it's got to be rough to make people want to drive a half an hour to work. God forbid anybody do that. I mean, that's where these teachers, man, they give other teachers that actually don't mind driving or working a bad rap because it's like only they complain. I mean, I know there are people that live on the complete northwest side of town that work for Raytheon. Yeah, my neighbor across the street does. And, and, and right, he drives and it's Red like Rock an hour and something. Man, you know what we need? We 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 need to have <laughs> you guys move closer. You need, you need to build a community. I mean, come on, get out of here. Anyway, uh, more on Magnus coming up as well. We'll get some calls. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Steve, welcome to KNST. Hi. Oh, I think he was right about one thing. They are failing to report crimes as much. Who? Who is? Uh, who is? But everyone in Tucson is failing to report crimes. It's due to his cutbacks and his inability to retain officers. You can't get a cop to show up for anything short of murder in this town. Yep. Yep, there's a reason why people are leaving left and right and early retiring from TPD, and they are, they are, uh, they don't have nearly enough officers. Nearly the enough officers, officers. I know the only ones hanging out are the ones that have 15 years plus, and they're just waiting to retire. You know, do you talk to them at all about their personal opinion of Chris Magnus? What's that? Do you talk to them at all about their personal opinion of Chris Magnus? Uh, they don't talk about personal opinion, but they do talk a lot about the morale and just the policy changes and. And they just want to basically keep their mouth shut because they don't want anything said about them. They're just riding their time out until they can be out. Well, what do they All say? All the young ones yeah. get trained and go somewhere else. All the old ones are riding their time out. Now, the morale. What do they say about the morale, though? Oh, it's, it's in the tubes. And a lot of it is TPD, but a lot of these old-timers, half their problem is the county attorney also. They get tired of arresting people over and over and over again, and she just pleads all her cases down so she can say she has a high conviction rate. Uh, but, yeah, they got one little charge instead of everything they got arrested for. They're back out on the street the same day, two days later, three days later. So between the morale in the police department and having to arrest people 10, 15, 20 times before they ever go to jail, mm-hmm. a lot of them are just done. They're just riding their time out. Well, thank you for sharing, Steve. I appreciate it, man. Take yeah. care. You're not, you're not the only one. I have, I have sources in law enforcement, and they're literally, I've had several of them texting me throughout the morning. Um, you're 100% right about Magnus. His guys hate him. Citizens of Tucson are the real victims in this. Yeah. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Um... I got a uh, I got a text from Sheriff Napier because now Pete, he doesn't want I'm pretty sure and I'm I don't want to speak for him but I'm pretty sure he's like all right I got to make sure that people don't think that this is uh, what what T, what Magnus thinks is what takes place also the Pima County Sheriff's Department so Sheriff Napier said uh, we will continue Pima County Sheriff's Department will continue its practice of cooperating with our federal law enforcement partners as the public should expect that we would however it's not our role and we don't have the resources to engage in proactive enforcement. Of federal immigration laws, I only have 500 deputies. There are all, uh, nearly 4,000 Border Patrol personnel in the Tucson sector. We work well with our federal partners, but stay in our respective roles. 
So I said, but if you arrest someone and they're here illegally, you contact ICE, right? And he said, yes, of course. If we arrest someone for a crime in Pima County who otherwise committed any other federal crime, should not the public fully expect us to notify federal authorities and cooperate with them? Of course. So there you go. Uh, More on this Magnus thing. Uh, And again, he keeps writing op-eds without actual facts. He did it about, do you remember when he wrote about why gun reciprocity and the House just voted on it? It's going to go to the Senate to where, you know, you have a concealed carry here in Arizona. Guess what? Go to New Mexico, go to California. They should recognize it. It will become law soon. Um, He wrote how that's a danger. He wrote all kinds of things without facts backing up, but it's just his opinion. We'll continue more on this Magnus stuff, and I'm going to put the uh, the article on my Facebook page. Please like and follow my Facebook page, and you can link to it, and you can read it. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow. More of your action coming up as well. Right now, it's 733 on KNST. Here's Fox. I know. 741. I found that to be weird. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's cold outside, but it doesn't look like a soup day because it looks like it's nice because the sky is clear. It is blue. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Uh, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus writes an op-ed in the New York Times claiming that uh, the Trump sessions policies on illegal immigrants are making cities more dangerous. He's again, the opening sentence is just unbelievable. I'm deeply troubled, he writes, by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refuse to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. He's mad that the Trump administration and Jeff Sessions are saying if you don't turn them over. You just let him back out to the community. We're going to cut funding. We're going to cut grants. He wants to be able to do what he wants and still take their money. And he claims that it's going to be dangerous, even though the actual crime statistics prove the opposite. Uh, the police chief is a dangerous man. He literally is not good for the community. Not good. We'll get into that. I just put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Uh, and tone deaf, too, right after the Kate Steinle verdict, he comes out with this. That's what's dangerous, really. A guy was literally turned over because of sanctuary policies to the streets, and he killed a lady. What? And this is why he won't talk publicly, by the way. This is why he hides behind his words. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Al Franken at some point today is going to, uh, and I think they're waiting on it. He's going to make a statement on the Senate floor. We assume he's going to quit, but his office says he's not going to quit, so we'll see what happens. Keep it tuned here to KNST to find out what's going to happen there. Third thing I think you need to know, Department of Justice uh, looking through over 10,000 text messages between the anti-Trump FBI guy uh, who uh, got fired from Bob Mueller's independent counsel that's not very independent. Uh, 10, 000, over 10,000 text messages between him and his mistress. How many times do you text your wife? Ten th- over 10,000? They're going to find lots of stuff in there, I'll tell you that. Three things I think you need to know. All right, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, I, I believe, and if you've been listening, I did basically put the, the op-ed that the chief has written to shame by using facts, uh, and and that's you know that must be a tough thing to do, right? Tough thing to do. Uh, let's uh, go to the phones real quick. Richard, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Hi. Nice, nice talk to you. Good morning. Well, so far. Uh, yes, I want to talk about the police chief. Sure. Uh, 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 he's a terrible man, politically appointed by the council. That's yep. who he works for. Yep. He's only trying to keep his job, and the people that work for him. The, the supervisors, the assistant chiefs are yes man. Everybody else that tells them what to do helps them, uh, files reports, gives them the data he does not want to see or the public want to see. They will change the data. And when those officers give him what they need, he needs to hear, 
he demotes him. Well, hang, 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 hang on a second. Hang, hang on a second. Hang on a second. How do you know this stuff? I have a lot of friends that are cops. Okay. Morale is at the all-time low. The worst. He is hurting the taxpayers. He's hurting the community. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a threat to the community. By not putting people away, doing his job, he's hurting the community. I agree with you. That, that's and, my and the only question. crimes TPD will investigate are assaults. When people get injured, people get hurt. Other than that, no other crime will get investigated well, properly. I don't know if you have friends. I'm and just so curious. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on. If, if 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 I mean your friends are police officers and stuff like that, and I want to ask my uh, police officer sources that I know, but I, I wonder why the union won't stand up to him and say anything. The union is weak. All the unions in the city are too weak. Too weak. Um, they're, they're yes men. Uh, the reason the unions uh, are weak is because they're paid by their members to do their job or to to uh, represent them. Mm-hmm. But uh, whether it be uh, TPD or T, uh, TFD, they're making an extra thirty to fifty thousand dollars as union members. But oh. they will not go against uh, their own chief because um, because everybody. It's a union-driven a system. Yeah, I know, but I just, don't, I just don't understand. I mean, if they think what he's doing is wrong, the union should fight back against him, shouldn't they? Shouldn't they say we, are, we they disagree should, with what he's they, doing? I, I believe, oh, I truly believe in what you say, but they won't. It's, too, it, it's just too easy not to... It pays the same, no matter what you do. That's, that's the whole city system. It gets paid if you work hard or don't work hard. Mm. Union or not. So they're not going to uh, rock the boat. Okay. Okay. And it and it's horrible because who loses is the taxpayers. Yep. Yep. And and and, and these illegals. Oh my God! They're ninety nine percent are very good people, but that one percent that we see or did see, unbelievable. You know they would rape their mom. They well, would let's, rape their kids. Let's not go crazy. First, you know we don't. And thank oh, you no, for the no, phone no, call. No, I, I, I know. Thank you very much for the phone call. I don't know if you can say 99% are great and 1% are bad. I don't say you rape their mind. Let's just not go crazy right there. That's just, that's just not needed. Um, however, I mean, just what the, uh, the police chief wrote, and he said that again, and that, that first sentence is truly remarkable. Truly remarkable. Can you get the soundbite ready of the, uh, the, the Kate Steinle killer, Gar- Garcia Zarate? Just a second. He writes again, I'm deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refused to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. Um, And he writes uh, that, again, if we lose grants, it's going to make everything bad. Here we go. The changes it wants to make, meaning the Justice Department, to force local police officers to cooperate more closely with federal immigration authorities will compromise public safety by reducing community confidence in law enforcement. So again, he's saying basically that if we have to help crack down on illegal immigrants, it's going to make uh, the streets, the community, less safe. He couldn't be more wrong. Cade Steinle's shooter in the jailhouse interview. Do you remember when this took place? Listen to what he said with the local ABC station there in San Francisco. You did shoot her. That's mm-hmm. unlike the boom, boom, three times. Did you keep coming back to San Francisco because you knew that they wouldn't actively look for you to deport you? Yes. There you go. That's why the chief won't speak publicly. He doesn't have the guts to back up what he actually believes because he knows he can't do it. I am li- Listen, I am opening myself up to this as well. I could invite him on the show and he could literally embarrass me and tell me why I'm wrong about all this stuff. He could have 50 examples 
of his policies making sense, and I'm giving him the chance to actually publicly make it. Now, I don't think he really has those, because if he did, he'd probably put them down in his op-ed, but he never seems to actually have facts in any of the op-eds that he writes. That's why he is sitting there being, being quiet. I wonder what he would say also to um, the, uh, the family of Grant Ronnebeck. Remember him? The quick trip uh, clerk up in Mesa, 21-year-old uh, kid who got shot in the face when an illegal alien who was already released back to the streets a couple of times. They knew he was here illegally, and yet he was released to the streets. What would Chief Magnus say to them? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Nothing. Hides behind his words. What a... I mean, how can you take this guy seriously? And again, what's even more frightening is that the Tucson City Council and the mayor, they support this guy. They believe the same thing. So, uh, once again, uh, either you know, how do you fix this? Tucson businesses need to step up, or do they believe it too? They need to step up and demand change? Who in the hell wants to go to Tucson now? Again, remember we did all these stories. Again, CBS News, Tucson is the 43rd most deadly city, right? In the country. 43rd in the country. And what, what were we uh, in crime? Were we like the third? I mean, we were... Uh, we, we had some crime. I got to look this up again. There was a uh, oh yeah, Tucson in top 10. Well, that's back a few years ago. In 2014, top 10 for property crimes nationally. I mean, we have a we have some major problems when it comes to to crime here. He's not solving it. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, Tucson is the sixth most dangerous big city. Magnus literally has done an awful job, except to push an agenda. That's all he has done. Um. Here is the story. It comes from November, just last month, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I'll get to it. Apparently, we are the sixth most dangerous big city in the United States. Reward expert came up with that. A report said we analyzed FBI crime stats, contextualized them, keeping in mind the fact there is much more to safety than crime and murder rates. It analyzed U.S. cities and towns with populations of more than 3,000 people using 32 safety indicators, and we are bad. Homicide rate barely above national. But when you consider everything else, we are bad. All right, 751, we will continue. You can comment also, 880-KNST, 880-5678. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. It's 8.07 on this Thursday. It's December 7th, and it is your morning ritual uh, with me. Yes, uh, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, just so you know, yeah, thank you. Uh, for the first time in, I mean, years, right? I, 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 for the first time, actually, in two hours, I got up and stretched my legs and walked in the hallway, Ryan and I did, for a second. And we were shocked, just so you know, inside baseball here, but just so you know, uh, we're actually on in the hallways of this entire building. So uh, we can't say anything bad about anybody that actually works here. But then I'm thinking maybe we can because they'll be like, what exactly are we listening to here in this building? <laughs> <laughs> so let's start cursing. Anyway, uh, hi, there are three things 
that I think you need to know. Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus. Oh, boy. He won't talk publicly to anybody, but he writes an op-ed. He hides behind his words. He is an activist masquerading as a police chief. Writes an op-ed in the New York Times about how he was he's so worried, so worried about uh, Trump and Jeff Sessions demanding that local law enforcement work with the feds, work with ICE if they arrest an illegal alien, that they contact him. Oh, hey, we got this guy. Come pick him up. He's He thinks that's going to make everything not safe. Tell that to Kate Steinle's family. Tell that to Jamil Shaw. Tell that to the Ronnebeck family. Marianne Mendoza. Tell them all of them. How many more do I need to say? Anyway, there are no facts in this story. It's all his opinion. And apparently it's all backed by the uh, Tucson City Council and the mayor and everybody else. This guy, I'm telling you, Tucson has never been in a worse situation that I know of. Maybe in the past, and you've been here longer than me, maybe. Uh, I don't know of any situation that they have been, uh, that it's, it's been this dire as a police chief who is literally destroying the department, the morale, uh, and is so dangerous to let dangerous police, uh, people stay on the streets. I mean, I've, this, is, this is insane. This is literally the same. This is insane. And the guy will not publicly talk. He hides behind the words. Anyway, Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Please like and follow my Facebook page so you can see the uh, the story and you can comment on it and everything else and you can share it because it's just, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, anyway, second thing that I think you need to know uh, is there are over 10,000 text messages, over 10,000 text messages that the Department of Justice is going through now, over 10,000, man. And... Uh, they're trying to figure out, and these are all between, by the way, the uh, crooked FBI agent that was fired from the Mueller team because he hates Trump and his uh, mistress, another FBI employee, a lawyer, right? A lawyer. Um, that uh, that they, they were in an affair together. They hate Trump. And they're going through all those messages. And he was part of the allegedly independent. How could it be an independent counsel when it's not independent? Like, that's the whole thing. Anyway, and right now, by the way, the FBI director is testifying about the integrity of the agency. I don't get this. This is so stupid. Guy's been on the job for like a month and a half. You need to talk to other people. Comey, uh, Loretta Lynch. She was the old boss. Eric Holder. So dumb. Anyway, third thing I think you need to know, at some point, Al Franken, the big perv, is going to step down today. Uh, we believe. We believe he's going to step down today. Uh, but his office denies it, though. His office says, no, 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 not going to happen. He's going to make some kind of a statement on the Senate floor, and I'm sure it'll be electric. It'll be as funny as he is. Uh, maybe he'll go grab Nancy Pelosi by the... And uh, see what... Anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, this is just... Before we get to the uh, little girls cursing, this is a crazy group. What, what parent will let their kids do this? Story from Politico. I'm sorry, I just have to get to this. Uh, and I, I, I joked around about this a couple of weeks ago, how... All of a sudden, John Conyers went from an icon, and he's a big perv too, by the way, to he needs to go very, very quickly, right? Uh, and yet Al Franken was able to to not, and nobody was like, Al Franken needs to go uh, from the Democratic Party at all, right? At all. So I said, I don't understand why why there's the Democrats are so racist, why they are going after the Democratic black uh, congressman John Conyers and saying he needs to go, but the white Al Franken Democrat that he is, he can stay. And guess what? It's not just me or you that noticed this, okay? The Congressional Black Caucus is very upset, and they're all Democrats, by the way. Very upset. Uh, story from Politico. Black lawmakers resentful after Conyers' resignation. The guy was feeling up chicks left and right. Really? He was feeling up chicks. He was telling them dirty things in church, feeling thighs in church. He was walking around in his underwear. Some chick claims that she, you know, he was naked in front of her. Was that wrong? Well...
well, I would. Was it? Is it? Is it wrong? Was that wrong? Ah, I think so. You know. Well, again, and I, I was laughing about this last night. I'm feeding my child because he's very demanding, and um, uh, wife and I are talking, and I said, "You know what's crazy?" I told her about all this stuff. She's like, "Recap my day." It's like she wants Garrett on demand right there. I don't want to listen to you live. Just tell me what I need to. Okay, fine. So my wife is like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Look, you know, Franken's going down." The eighth chick came forward, said he, you know, tried to he forcibly kissed me after I was uh, did I was on his radio show. Another chick's like he he groped me and did stuff to me at a media matters party celebrating the first Obama inauguration. Oh yeah, I mean all this stuff is going on. And I said about it's just so funny that all of a sudden now it, it, there was a, a person on Fox News we had Fox News on and Congressman a Congressman Barbara Comstock Republicans like we're gonna now go through sexual harassment training and go through all this stuff. I'm like because again they need to they need to know they they didn't realize I shouldn't forcibly kiss someone. Until somebody tells me those are the rules, you know what? I can't just slide my hand up a woman's dress. Now I'm told that that's the wrong thing to do because I went through the training about that. It's, you know, how am I supposed to know that it's wrong to grab a woman's breast while I'm taking a picture with her? I'm Al Franken. I mean, it wasn't wrong. I don't know. Okay, I'm waiting for Costanza to play the whole thing to actually, if some, imagine the person running this show, you have all these dopey congressmen and senators up right there, and you're like, all right, we're going to talk about what you should and should not do to women that work for you or work with you, okay? You can't, listen, listen, Franken, I'm talking to you. You can't forcibly kiss him. And then, of course, he would say, Was that wrong? (laughs) Should I not have done that? I tell you, I got to plead ignorance on this thing because Mm. if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon... You know, because I've worked in a lot of offices. Oh, yeah. I tell you, people do that all the time. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that Seinfeld episode? It was George having sex with the uh, uh, the cleaning lady on his office desk. And people watching Seinfeld in the 90s, like, you know, they're, they're laughing at him because, like, what an idiot. I can't believe he copped to that. That's exactly what all these dopey members of Congress are doing. Oh, I didn't realize that. We, we need to go through training to realize we can't just grab women's behinds. Can't do that. Can't just grope a chick. Can't do this. Can't. I can't walk around in my. I can't. John Conyers told the woman, "Let's share a hotel room and have some sex." Hey, you can't do that anymore. You never really could. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I thought I totally could. I mean, I'm. I'm their boss. Why shouldn't I be able to demand this stuff? Ridiculous. So anyway, let's uh, let's look at Congressional Black, Black Caucus. That's the whole point. They are pissed. They are mad. They see a double state, and this is what's horrible about them. They should say, of course it's terrible, uh, you know, that it seems like, I, I guess, Conyers, the black guy, is being asked to go first, and it has nothing to do with race, but they want to make it about race. They should say, yeah, John Conyers needs to go, and every single pervert needs to go too. But instead, they're saying, why does the black guy have to go first? Are you kidding me right now? And I love this. Uh, many Congressional Black Caucus members, this is in Politico, um, say this is a double standard. They won't say the treatment of Conyers is racist necessarily and all express strong support for his alleged victims, but they think white politicians accused of similar misconduct, like Blake Farenthold, he's a Republican, Al Franken, Roy Moore, no, they haven't, he hasn't admitted it though, and Donald Trump, you got to put him in there. These guys, nothing's happened. They get the benefit of the doubt that black politicians don't enjoy. Really? Really? So why don't you put Al Franken in... Um and the other guy in the door, and we kick him out at the same time. That's fine. I'm cool I agree. With that. I agree. 
Of course, uh, there was a member of the Congressional Black Caucus who came out. What the hell was his name again? Oh, I forget. Anyway, he came out and told the media he doesn't really, before Conyers retired abruptly a couple days ago, um, he said he didn't believe the victims of Conyers because they're white. Remember that? But that's not racist. No, 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 no. That's, that's, just, that's just terrible. Um, so anyway, uh, I love it. I, oh, it's Jim Clyburn. That's who it was. It was Jim Clyburn. Uh, I love this stuff. This is they're eating their own. Finally, finally, they're eating their own. This is just fantastic. Uh, by the way, John Connors, you know that he said that he wanted his son to uh, take over for him because I mean that's just how it's got to be. It's not royalty, dude. Somebody else needs to run. It is what it is. Uh, but apparently, his great nephew has already said he is going to run. His great nephew, and then what? You know, it would be of course his son should go. You want to know why his son was arrested for domestic violence earlier this year? Apparently, body slammed a chick and like sliced her. Perfect for Congress. You know, you just can't body slam chicks and cut them with knives either. Oh, is that right? You can't. You just can't do that. You did. We need to go through training. That's right. Training on how to properly body slam somebody or what? I who knows? Yeah, do you see that? Do you yeah, see that? I saw that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh huh. And how do you hand a seat over to your son? You can't, but exactly. I want, I think you, because he thinks that he has such control over people that are dumb enough to vote for him that they'll listen to him again. Right? Well, he may not be wrong. I hate to say it. Yeah, no, you're, you listen, they, Grahava keeps getting elected. Despite the fact that he destroys, you know, bar stools on a daily basis, it seems like. So. You have a quote for that? Yes, when Raul Grahava, who again was uh, a staffer, said that he frequently was drunk and created a hostile work environment, his bar stool testified that it's all true uh, by saying when Raul would sit on me a lot, uh, I would have to, I would, he was, he was so frequently drunk, he sat on me so much, I basically sounded like this. Get off. I'm not gonna make it. That was, that was the actual quote from the bar stool that Raul Grijalva sits on a lot. Poor Barstool. Horrible. Barstool lives matter. I feel bad. I feel bad for it. It's terrible. We just go home now. What else do we need to do? Is Barstool one word? I don't I don't know. I'm just saying because it's almost like BLM. That's ah! it, exactly. Exactly. Barstool lives. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. that All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, apparently, again, a, th- there's this story. This is insane. Again, parents, baby. You got to love parents, don't you? Do you? Um. <clears throat> Uh, there's the, who, this is a, a, an actual website. I can't, I don't know if I can really say it. Mm. Okay. How about we just post it up and people can go look at it. No, no. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do rhymes with, um, or, okay. What blank cat, right? Okay. Blank willow. What's that word in place of blank? Do you know what I'm talking about? You don't know. Are you, are you freaking kidding me? Um, I feel like I'm playing $25,000 pyramid right now. <laughs> uh, trying to keep it clean. <laughs> um, like, uh, rhymes with mussy. Yes, now you get it. <laughs> uh, rhymes with, there's this website, rhymeswithmussyscouts.com. And they had like what appears to be eight and nine and 10 year old girls. Apparently cursing like crazy about Donald Trump being a racist and being, well, I mean, who would let their kids do this stuff? 
They're in rhymes with mussy hats. They called Trump all kinds of bad things. I mean, this is, you got it. You have to hear it. You're going to sit back. Your mouth is going to just be wide open. Your jaw is going to hit the floor because it is that insane. And we'll get it coming up in about uh, five. It's your morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, 820 KNST, AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. 826, thank you for hanging out. Uh, 62 or so for a high, depending on where you are. It's going to be cold tonight. Some areas could be freezing. Hopefully it's not where you are. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, I will will get back to Chief Magnus and his awful and ridiculous and non-factual op-ed. Apparently he thinks it's cool for him. He needs to be able to pick and choose who commits a crime, what is a crime, who's guilty, who's not guilty in his eyes. Uh, he, dude, he is bad, 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 bad for Tucson. He is awful for Tucson. I can't tell you. Like I, I'm being perfectly serious right now. I think Tucson has never been in a worse situation. Never been in a worse situation. This guy is horrible. Oh, uh, you weren't here in '98 when I got here. I made it bad. No, <laughs> and it's never recovered. Nope. They booted you to Red Rock. Yeah. Well. Uh, by the way, I got an email. I hope you're. <laughs> I love this. I hope. Uh, I hope all your lights work on the car. Don't pull me over for that. We'll be okay. They don't understand. That'll make it even more show prep. <laughs> like that's. Well, wait. It won't be Magnus pulling you over, and it won't be one of his guys. Yeah. So I mean, they'll probably pull me over. And go thanks. So how about I break all your lights for you? Oh, just to stop test it, it out. It. Just stop to make it. sure it works. Stop it. But. All right. So there's this story. Uh, there's this video that's put out there. Um, I mean, do we even know why they just went out there? Just basically, are they trying to fundraise? It's yeah. it's just going around the internet. These girls. I mean, I'm just saying, like, what girls? Uh, are allowed to do this by their parents. Uh, they say apparently this this is a video campaign. Web website's producer, I can't even say it, bleefhate.com basically written out. Uh, they say this is a self-proclaimed viral video campaign to combat racism, sexism, and homophobia. And parents allowed their daughters, they appear to be as young as 8, 9, 10 years old, to say these things. Listen to this. Here we go. Pretty. <gasps> Pretty. Pretty. Princess in distress. I'm pretty f-ing powerful and ready for success. So what is more offensive? A little girl saying f-ing or the f-ing on equal and sexist way. Society treats girls and women. It's our future. So listen up, grown-ups. Here's some words more f-ed up than the wow. word pay inequality. Women are paid 23% less than men for the exact same. Work. Wow. And women who graduate university with straight A's get paid as much as men who only got C's. So, bad grades equal more bank? Just because you're a boy? Um, hello and hell no. Pay up, mother wow. I shouldn't need a penis to get paid. Rape and violence. up that. One out of every five women will be sexually assaulted or raped by a man. One, two, three, four, five. Which one of us will it be? So how many more women have to get knocked down before society stands up and stops it? Here's a hot tip. Stop telling girls how to dress and start teaching boys not to f- rape. We're wow. glad a women's right to vote is here. But equality's next step is walking to the car without fear. Be pretty. So here's the tricky thing. Pretty, it's a compliment. 
But here's how this focus works to girls' detriment. Society teaching girls that our bodies, boobs, and butts are more important than our brains leads us to thinking our worth comes from our waistline. My aspirations in life should not be worrying about the shape of my ass. Oh. Focusing on how I look. And give me a book. <laughs> the continued sexism, girls and women's stale face. Um, instead of cleaning these girls' mouths out with soap, <gasps> maybe society should clean up its act. Mm. This is what a feminist looks like. Girls wow. just want to have fun, demental rights. $5 from each shirt goes to kick-ass charities that are fighting every day there you go. to make the world more equal for women and girls. Yo, bro, when you tell a boy it's bad to act like a girl, it's because you think it's bad to be a girl. Mm. Wow, yeah, so they were trying to raise Where's money. Your, I don't give a Wow. Okay. Um. <clears throat> well, not only that, but you can purchase a shirt for as low as nineteen ninety nine. And as high as thirty four ninety nine. Really? Yes. There you go. And a whole five dollars goes back to some person, someplace else, mm. and they probably got these shirts shipped in from overseas for like a dollar. Switch up. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's uh. Oof. All right. So there you have it. <laughs> you okay. I I just you know these are these are little children. Uh huh. You didn't um, have to watch it four times to make sure there was no cussing left unedited. Did you edit that? Yes. Oh my god, that's taking you hours. It's t- took me a, a long enough. I almost brainwashed myself. Oh my god. So there you go. My body, my choice, Garrett. Yeah, my brain, my ears, my choice. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Uh-huh. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> you Okay. Take a oh, deep breath. Boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Have a drink of this. It'll help you. I don't know that. what's gonna happen. All I know is this. Al Al Franken. Al Franken has said that uh, there is no final decision on, on him resigning. A tweet sent from Al Franken's verified account said he's still talking with his family, has not made a final decision on whether he'll resign. Again, this is all a bunch of garbage, by the way. I mean, this is this is all set up. The Democrats just want to be able to focus on on Roy Moore once he wins. That's all they want to do. Well, more on that, more on this uh, video, more on Chief Magnus and his ridiculously awful op-ed that he refuses to actually speak publicly about. And I have some great economic news as well in about 5, 833 on KNST. Here's the latest from Fox Talk. Yes. Three things at 841 that I think you need to know. Number one, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus writes writes an op-ed in the New York Times saying that Trump is anti-immigrant, even though he married, uh, well, two of his wives, two of the three were immigrants. Uh, But it's all good. Or immigrants, two of the three. Uh, he's anti-immigrant, anti-immigrant, wrote it like at least six times, anti-immigrant, over and over and over, claiming that uh, it's it really worries him. It really worries him that uh, he and Jeff Sessions, Trump and Jeff Sessions, um, won't give, they, they don't want to give any money, they want to withhold funding if local police refuse to turn over undocumented, undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. He's upset, he worries him. That local police, local sheriff's departments will have the ability, won't have the ability to just release illegal aliens back on the streets without notifying ICE. He is so upset about that. That's your police chief here in Tucson. Are you freaking kidding me? Second thing that I think you need to know. Over 10,000 text messages are now in the hands of the Department of Justice. It's all from, you ready for this? 
that crooked FBI agent that was demoted to the HR department, that, that stroke guy, uh, 10, over 10,000 text messages that apparently he was going back and forth with, with his mistress, an FBI lawyer. Over 10,000. What do you, do you even have time to work if you do over 10,000 text messages? Give me my money back. I'm a taxpayer. I pay your salary at the FBI. You couldn't have worked if you're sending over 10,000 text messages. So we'll see what they find. Third thing I think you need to know, nobody knows what the heck Al Franken is going to do today. He said he's still talking with his family, has not made a final decision on whether he'll resign. He wants all the drama. He's going to make some kind of a statement on the Senate floor today. We'll see what happens. Three things I think you need to know, okay? Man, oh man, oh man. I'm just going through this website. Oh, where they get the T-shirts from yeah. the girls and stuff like that? You, oh, You yeah. get to the uh, racial equality shirts, yeah. and they actually have a filter by color, filter by size, filter by style. Oh, no. But I'm like, by fil- color? I'm like, filter by color. And by I, color. But I, you click on it, and it just says all. <laughs> it still says all. <laughs> because a blue shirt is the same as an orange shirt. Don't you know that? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Right. you got to be kidding me. Oh, boy. All right, uh, let's go to Brian. He's been hanging on. Brian, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, sir. Everyone's going to hate me for this one, but it must be said. Uh-oh. You know, I, I've never seen a woman walking down the street with her brains hanging out. But if I do, I'll be certain to bring it up. Well, you, you know, know, that's debatable, though, because some people think brains are in other parts. Like, women think guys' brains are in different body parts, not just, you know, um, <clears throat> the, the head on top. But so you, you just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now they hate now now they now they hate me more than you. (laughs) Well, you know when I see a guy driving down the street in like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, I say nice car. I don't say hey, nice documentation in your glove box. Nice documentation in the glove box. Uh, All right, thank you, Brian. No, 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 no. Oh, you get it, the Magnus thing. But let me be funny. What? That's what he's saying. Nice documentation in the glove box because I met. You don't even listen when I talk, do you? What'd you say? Ugh. Thank you. You. Thank you Thanks, very Brian. much. Thank you for the phone call. I know nobody's ever seen. By the way, I don't understand what the problem is. Go home to mind. I mean, if somebody is known just to be smart, they're known just to be smart. If somebody's known to be hot and good looking, what's the difference? Because you can't judge the outside. You can't judge the inside. I can do whatever outside. I want. If exactly. I want to judge, I want to judge. That, that's why people look the way they look on the outside, and you have eyes to hmm. see what they look like. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Let's, but, let's get back to yes. nature. All right. Let's just all get back to nature. Oh. If the parts are the ones that appeal to you, hmm. then that's just how it goes. Right? And if yes. you don't, then you become a member of Congress and you make somebody. Like <laughs> when my wife first saw me. On a blind date, that's where we met. It's not as if she was like, you know, was that guy looks smart. No, well, no, her eyes were working back then. So, and she may have drank a lot. I don't know. But we met. It was it was a blind date at a baseball game, and uh, you know, she, I was, uh, I was across the way, and I was walking toward her with a friend of mine. She was walking with a friend of hers as we were about to be introduced. She wasn't sitting there saying, "I wonder if he's smart," or "Ooh, he looks smart." She's like, man. He is fine, and that's the you know that's okay. She never. I'm actually. I don't have no confirmation. I'm doing a Brian Ross right there, but I'm assuming she was thinking like, yeah. I'm thinking. I mean, why wouldn't she think that? I, I when I look at most people, I assume they look at me and think the same thing. Like, mm mm mm. I've heard this a few times. The funny thing is that that's actually a female. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Well, so anyway, that, that's nothing, there's, not, there's literally nothing wrong with that. I've also heard this a few times. It takes a special kind of guy to pull off those pants. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. So, okay, that's cool. That's, that's cool. I love this. This is uh, this re- really I wanted to talk about this as well. Uh, so I made fun of uh, earlier in the hour the fact that they're going to have like sex harassment training, sexual harassment in, in Congress, because they don't know they shouldn't just stick their hands in places and tongues down throats and things like that, right? Um, there, there is a uh, a congresswoman, a Democrat, uh, Jackie Spears. She's the one that uh, that you know basically brought this whole thing to light about the abuse that's going on, and uh, we get we get stuck paying for everything. We we pay for the settlements. We do all this other stuff, right? So now there's a bill making its way through Congress, and it's amazing how they don't really rush the way rush this, right? Republican Congressman Ron DeSantis introduced a bill prohibiting the future use of taxpayer money on settlements in cases where lawmakers or staff are accused of sexual harassment. You know, basically that, like like the Grijalva stuff, like we shouldn't have to pay, Grijalva should have paid out of his own pocket forty eight grand uh, to that staffer who accused him of being frequently drunk and making a hostile work environment. We shouldn't have had to pay for that. You want to know one of the reasons why apparently some of these lawmakers don't want this to happen? I mean, you know what it is, right? Uh, Congresswoman Jackie Spear, Democrat California, said, quote, she's gotten pushback on making lawmakers reimburse taxpayers because, quote, some people can't afford it. Well, then maybe you shouldn't harass people sexually or any other way, you dingbats. And good for her. She said, well, you don't have to worry about it if you don't engage in that kind of behavior. All right. Why not? And now here in, in uh, Arizona, we have a bunch of lawmakers that are actually being accused of all this improper behavior. One with like the greatest name for it, a guy, Don Shooter. Right. Uh, but get this. This is not good. Arizona taxpayers story uh, today that is out. Um, Capital Media Services. Arizona taxpayers could be on the hook for up to eighteen thousand dollars to pay for the legal fees of lawmakers accused of ethics violations. Why are we paying? If you get accused of something in your work and you need a lawyer, does your company pay for you? Is that what happened? I don't think that happens. Maybe you work for a good company. I don't know. Why are we stuck paying for these people if they do these stupid things? Right? Come on. Again, uh, Don Shooter. There's like three lawmakers, two chicks, and a guy that are being accused of things. The guy, Don Shooter, has the most serious allegations. You hear this? Three lawmakers, three lobbyists, the publisher of the Arizona Republic, a businesswoman, and a newspaper intern say he has made inappropriate comments and harassment. Uh, one lawmaker, Michelle Eugenti Rita, Eugenti hyphen Rita, said that uh, apparently he commented about her breasts and sought a sexual relationship. What are you, John Conyers? Was that wrong? Do you have to go through sexual harassment training? All right, uh, guys, just in case you don't know this, you cannot look at a coworker's breasts and make comments about them out loud. Notice I said out loud. Again, I, I just encouraging I'm not ju- no, no, I'm not judging. <laughs> I don't fault anybody that works in this place. That literally, um, you know, looks at me and thinks things. I'm not going to control your thought. I'm on, I'm on into the thought police. I'm pretty sure that when I walk around the hallways of this place, people look at me. And again, it's <clears throat> like th- those are the kinds of things that go through their head. No, I bet you if we did an anonymous poll, it would totally show that, you know, it. I'm um, right. About which part? Uh, you, just all of it. That when I walk by, they're like, man, is his wife lucky? Go home to mommy. <laughs> and it's okay to have those thoughts. And I'm sure there are some others that have the thoughts of, man. Excuse me while I whip this out. Yeah, well, no, not. Anyway, some will have the thoughts of, God, I hate that guy. 
I wish you'd just get fired already. How can I Matt Lauer that guy? <laughs> All right, eight fifty one. We'll get back to the Magnus stuff too because I want to get a reaction to that. There's just there's just more. Again, facts actually mean some things. If you follow me on Twitter at Garrett Lewis two R's one T, otherwise you're following some meteorologist in Northwest Arkansas who gets nasty hate tweets because he sends them to me. You'll see how I've given uh, Chris Magnus all kinds of information on facts and things, uh, so he doesn't have to actually rely on nothing but uh, lies and opinions. When it comes to his own op-eds. Hey, uh, Chris, again, Chief Magnus, I know you're listening. Oracle and Fort Lowell, you know where we are. We're on till 10. Please come by the radio station and uh, answer some questions about your op-ed. Don't just hide behind words. What a brave guy. Uh, I bet your criminals are scared of this guy because they're like, man, he's really tough and stuff because he refuses to speak, to speak publicly about things. I mean, a guy like that that has the guts to write stuff down and not back it up verbally, awesome, awesome. Uh, we'll continue. In five. Don't you go anyway. We're waiting for Al Franken. I wonder what he's gonna say. Um, will he will he grope Pelosi on the floor? Will there be grabbing? If I listen, everybody, I brought out a staffer here just to demonstrate. Like if I knew doing this was wrong, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, we'll be back. Five. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds the most stimulating talk. Why not? Why not? It's okay. It's all, all right. right. I have to. I don't uh, want to know. But I know. I do. It's 9.07. I know you do. It's your morning ritual <laughs> me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 792 Sons. Most in the New York Times refuses to speak to the local media, uh, especially me, saying that uh, Trump is so mad and worried and, well, you name it. Okay, you want to know exactly what it is? It's all about illegal immigration. He is deeply troubled. By Trump's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refused to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. He is troubled that that they demand that to happen. He wants local authorities to say, yeah, you're here illegally. Get back on this street. We're not calling the feds. Yeah. Holy crap, Batman. Tucson has never been in greater danger. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know is... Over 10,000, keep your flying, 10,000 text messages. <laughs> Easy there, Matt Lauer. Uh, uh, over 10,000 text messages are now being uh, looked at by the DOJ, and they're all from or between the FBI guy, uh, Stroke, who is part of the Mueller team who hates Trump. He was, te- he was texting his, uh, his uh, mistress. He was cheating on his wife with an FBI lawyer, and they were going back and forth how much they hate Trump. Now they're going to look through all those text messages. We'll see what they find. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is Al Franken at some point today is going to make a statement on the on the floor of the Senate. It was reported yesterday that he was going to quit. He said this morning, I, it's not definite. I'm still talking to my family. I'm sure your wife is thrilled, buddy. I mean, why not, right? So we'll see what he has to say. Keep it here on KNST all day long. Three things I think you need to know. I got a tweet uh, to me from Dan. I can't afford to sexually harass women, which is why I date them. Hashtag, it's simple. <laughs> it's a good move. It's a good move. That's a that's a funny line right there. Was he taking them down to the dollar menu because well, oh, it's not cheap dating. Well, it's it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, come on, I'm gonna stop. Come on. So uh, anyway, uh, I got some uh, great college stories for you because this is the best. And and of course, well, millennials not all college students, but millennials are millennials. And you know what we call millennials, right? Snowflakes. Yeah. Not not all of them, of course, but you know a, a decent amount of them happen to be uh, snowflakes. 
Apparently, if you call a millennial a snowflake, they literally melt, which is what's really funny. There was an actual study done. I know, I know. Really? Yes, there was actually a study done about this. Uh, if you call a millennial a snowflake, apparently it damages their mental health. They are that weak. It's between, by the way, 16 to 24-year-olds. Which is, by the way, you call them snowflakes. So apparently you're right. Uh, 2022 Brit. Now, they're British people. And you know the British people. I mean, they don't compare to Americans. It is whatever. So 2022 Brits between the ages of 16 and 24 were surveyed. And I think it's 72% said that it's unfair to call me a snowflake. And if you call me a snowflake, it damages my emotional health, my mental health. Oh man! So that that it's so then all right, right on. That's what it is. Some insurance firm named Aviva did this. They did the survey. Adults, by the way, agreed. Fifty-eight percent of adults of all ages claim the label is unfairly applied. Fifty-seven percent felt that the term uh, "generation snowflake" could also harm the mental health of young people. Their words. Listen. If you don't want to be called a snowflake, don't be one. How about that? That pretty that doesn't that pretty much wrap it up right there. Uh huh. Sticks and stones. Yeah, well, that's how it's supposed to be. We've been called some real nasty things. Nasty things. If you call me a snowflake, it's gonna cause me mental distress. Okay, good. Snowflake. Wow. All right. Good luck next generation there in Britain. I'm, I'm hoping Americans aren't nearly as bad. It's probably like 40, 73%. <laughs> Leave me alone. <clears throat> so we have that. Now I love this one too. Um, Harvard University. You want to talk about not offending people and hurting their feelings. This, this is a beaut right here, Clark. I, I love this. Uh, Harvard University announced on Tuesday. They will officially adopt an interim policy, ready for this, forbidding members of unrecognized single-gender social organizations from serving in leadership positions on campus or receiving prestigious fellowships. Wait, 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 what? What? Excuse me? Uh, Yes. They are basically um, making sure that students will not serve in leadership roles if they belong to an unrecognized single gender club. So, like, if it's the the male club for this, the female club for that, you can't do anything because it's just, it's, it's dangerous. We need to be able to accept everyone. Which, I'm like, what, what is wrong with these people? I know it's a, there's a lot wrong. They're trying to brainwash stuff like that. When my wife is like, I'm going to go to the movies with some of my girlfriends, I never say, why don't you take me? Why not? I don't want to go. <laughs> Let the girls do what the girls do. And when the guys get together, when we have our fantasy football draft, we never are like, hey, we should bring our wives. <laughs> but they want to go no, anyway. Well, they ruin it because they're fun haters. So it doesn't happen that way. I mean, this is just ridiculous. You but never they take me out to your friends. Yes, I know. And, and that's okay. Don't take me out to yours. Sanctions on students that choose to join a single gender social group. I mean, it's a social club. They have them. It's okay. Should you know? Now, look at country clubs. What are you not going to? 
If you ever go to a country club, you have the, the men's locker room and the women's locker room. In the men's locker room, it's not just showers and bathrooms. It's like tables where they play cards and they gamble. And they do it away from their wives for a reason. And then the women, we all know what women do when they're in their locker room and stuff like that. We do? Yeah, they're in lingerie, there's pillow fights, there's feathers, there's dirty talk. I mean, we know that for a fact. It's been scientifically proven. And it's okay you want to do that by yourself. It's okay. We know what happens. So, uh, yeah, but just to protect people's feelings and be fair and diverse, they will not let students get leadership positions that are part of uh, single gender social clubs at Harvard University. What about the hair club for men? I don't. Uh, well, that's not a club there, but that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be kidding me, right? And you want to, I was actually talking to a coworker yesterday because she was talking about, you know, is there really a bias in schools and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, there, there actually is. Uh, Cutstown University. Isn't that in Ohio? Yeah. I want to say it's like the 1AA. They always, they're always in it for, for college football in the 1AA anyway. Um, there was a professor, you ready for this, that was offering extra credit to students if they opposed the Republican tax plan. Yep. Dr. Mauricia John had invited students to find her at the faculty-sponsored rally to sign a form to prove their attendance. You ready for this? But a faculty spokesperson insisted the event was not in any way political. Excuse me? Now, here was the email. Hi, everyone. Please note that the extra credit assignment, uh, but they, they wound up canceling it. That's that thing, too, uh, is no longer available. Now, even though it's political, come here and sign a pledge opposing the Republican tax plan, but this is not a political event. Extra credit to show up to the rally. Extra credit to rally against the Republican tax bill. What if you were for it? Could you just not get it? Did you have to lie? Like, it's one thing. I get it. You want them to, the students to be out there and get them politically aware, have them find out what's going on. I, I get it. I get it. Talk, find out, think, think on your own. But the fact that it was just that one-sided, where it was like you only get extra credit if you sign that you're against it. You go to the rally where you're against the Republican plan versus, hey, maybe you're for it. Right? There was an email. Please join your faculty as we rally against the faculty. I mean, the school. Are you kidding me? Please join your faculty as we rally against the Republican tax bill that has serious implications to you and on your higher education. This is an opportunity to gain additional extra credit. Additional extra credit opportunity was the the bolded subject line. Well, there is some outrage because people are saying, you know, what if I'm for it? What if I think it's a good idea? Well, whoops. So then they canceled it, claiming it wasn't a political event. Are you? How is it not political? This is the one-sided, this is the bias that actually exists. It's just so stupid, but whatever. Um, there you go. Uh, here's another one that I love, because we're all about uh, privilege, right? Right? Uh, there was a workshop. There was, I, never, I went to college. I never saw a workshop. Did you ever see a workshop in college? There was a workshop at Cal State Fullerton. It included students making bracelets, ready? Bracelets with beads meant to represent various forms of privilege. Privilege beads. Mm-hmm. Privilege beads. The LGBT Queer Resource Center hosted the event, because why not, right? Students were asked to answer questions about themselves, and if an answer applied to them, they would add a bead to their bracelet. Each station 
had a different color beat. Oh my god, why why different colors? I mean, they should all be colorblind, right? Anyway, there were pinks, purples, blues, oranges. They represented different aspects of identity like gender or race because why not? And if you got one, it would spark conversations about privilege and oppression among friends and family because who doesn't want to talk about that, right? Imagine sitting around the Christmas table this Christmas, right? You got a couple, you got a few weeks. Let's two and a half weeks. Let's talk about oppression and privilege, huh? Yeah. Imagine opening the presents and being mad at someone because you got that because you have more privilege than me. Uh, Dartmouth College will host an event next year called What's Up With White People? Why? Why? Yep. What's up with white people? Well, so what's up with white people? Um, I, 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 I am one, and yet I still don't know. Uh, learn to see. This is it. This is hilarious. Okay, so let's talk about this. Why not? It's right here. They're going to have a um, Dartmouth University will host a Temple University professor on February second of next year. Just a couple of months away. A few months away. Temple University professor Matt Ray will be at Dartmouth. Uh, answering the question and want people to explore what's up with white people. Why not? You ready for this one? <clears throat> Quote, learn to spot white people in their natural habitats. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, dude, it's... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Ray will expound on the different types of white people and how you can learn to spot them in their natural habitats. Like we're birds or other animals. That's what we are. Oh, this is so good. You know what? If I I don't get offended, this would almost make me offended, but I think it's just so dumb it's hilarious. This guy's actually... <laughs> Dartmouth University going to host a Temple University professor where he'll expound on the different types of white people. There are different types. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Really? No, I didn't. That's crazy. And how you can learn to spot them in their natural habitat. What's a natural habitat of a white person? Walmart, ice skating rink, the bank used to be that way. Wait, what? Taco Bell. I don't. That's real. That's Mexican real food. Mexican food where white people go. That's right. The OG. It used to be Chipotle till you got sick. <laughs> oh man, is that bad? No. All right, <laughs> but it's funny. I mean, honestly, you can't beat. You can't make up this stuff. What's up with white people? Where you know one of the questions is going to be right. It's gonna. Hey, where are the white women at? Well, they're here. <laughs> I know where they're at. <laughs> you married one. Anyway. Yes. Uh, the event builds itself as a field guide for those who are perplexed by white people. You can't make up this stuff. It promises to offer sociological and cultural analysis of what produces and sustains different white social types. And that includes Rachel Dolezal, the white chick that thought she was black and still thinks she is. Of course, President Donald Trump, and since he's there, why not the white nationalist Richard Spencer? Oh, yeah. Um, and you wonder why, again, I sit back and say college is a joke. Like, this is ridiculous. This is beyond stupid. And people are like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. I mean, it's not really. Really? Can you imagine if the event was called, um, <clears throat> what's up with black people? Oh, shit, here we go. It's on. Race war. What's up with the Hispanic people? Not the essay. I don't. I. <laughs> it's so honestly. I, I never found myself walking around college, my college campus, going. You know, uh, what is up with these kinds of people? I, I just didn't. Who cares? What is up with, with white, white people? people? I know Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> this is the most insane thing. I love the college stories. I love it. I love it. Um, 
During this event at Dartmouth, oh, man. sponsored man. by the school sociology department, by the way, this Temple University professor will also offer, quote, observations about the implications of white self-differentiation. Wait, what? Impli- observations about the implications of white self-differentiation for social issues like immigration, mass incarceration, growing epidemic of self-destruction uh, among whites. What does that even mean? And by the way, is he white? How can he say it if he's not white? <laughs> Apparently, on this guy's uh, Twitter bio, because of course he's a Twitter handle, this is a guy, again, Temple University professor, Matt Ray. Do you know what he describes himself as? On his bio, he identifies himself as an expert on whiteness. An expert on whiteness. An expert on whiteness. <sighs> Which, uh, I mean, listen, only I can say this on this show. Ryan can't say this or he'd be racist. Obviously, to prove that he's an expert on whiteness, he does walk around with the overbite. And uh, everything he does is totally off rhythm. You talking about me? No, I'm saying you can't say that. I can say these stereotypes. The guy walks around with the overbite. He's not in rhythm. Can't jump. Can't jump. No, 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 no. Uh, just always walking around in a Larry Bird jersey. He's one of the greatest. Listens to House of Pain. Well, jump around. Yes. Okay. Well, Al Jarreau. Is Al Jarreau okay? I don't even know. Wait, what? Um, I that I this is Ray what, Parker Jr. I, I honestly want to go to this. I really want to take time off and pay to go to this event. What's up with white people? There will be people. It's February second of next year. There'll be people that videotape this uh, on their phone. Say they record it and put it on YouTube. And I, I have to watch. I mean, this. What's <laughs> up with white people? <laughs> will they serve burritos? What food are they going to serve? This, uh, white people. I can't like burritos as a white person. I love burritos. What are they going to serve? What is white people food? Cheeseburger? Oh my god! I don't know. I'm just. What is happening? Here? I mean, I'm white. I don't even know what white people food is. <laughs> I don't even know what white people food. What is, is it? French fries. I don't know. <laughs> How dare you put me in the same group as the French? <laughs> well, they're not exactly from France. Doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> Hang on. Your fries. Jesse, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Hi. As a white person, am I even allowed to say what's up? I don't even know. Because uh, typically as a white person, wouldn't I say, hey, what's going on here, fellas? Yeah, exactly. That's what we're supposed to say, right? Right. And I probably white people food is clam chowder, maybe. Oh, I could see that. The Manhattan clam chowder, though, not the, not the Boston clam chowder, because it's got to be the white clam chowder, right? But, but can you have it with crackers? <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. You have to have with only white people can have it with crackers. Let's put it that oh. way. If you see a non-white person eating clam chowder with crackers, you have to say you're appropriating my culture as a cracker. Uh, yeah. And there you go. Let's let's stop before we get any further. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. We've been asked to comment. Uh, actually, when we talk about pe- white people in their natural habitat, to do it in the our, either Carl Perkins is it Carl Perkins, the guy from Wild Kingdom, tone, or the uh, crocodile hunter. We got to be Australian now. Yeah. Wait, was, was, he, was, was he Australian? Was he Australian? Yes. I'm thinking of Crocodile Dundee. No. Well, he was Australian too. Yeah, he was. <sighs> Can we just do it in our cult, our Carlton voice? Because he was kind of white, wasn't he? Crikey! No, Carlton from oh. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, okay. 
do it. Leave me alone. 925. Uh, we got to get to Magnus, too. Speaking of white, uh, we'll get to, again, because he apparently is so pro-illegal immigration and so every... They, just what he wrote is so pathetic in the uh, New York Times. And I have, if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, like it, follow it, you'll see the article and you can comment. It's just insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, we'll continue with uh, your opinion about this. What's up, white people? That should be a segment of the show. <laughs> it's like a bad SNL skit, you know? What's up, white people? Isn't that what David Duke used to say? Anyway, yeah. What's, What's up, up, white people? What's up, white people? <laughs> Get out of here. 926, we'll continue. KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Leading talk. 930, thank you for hanging out. You know, some people would actually think what? that this show would be a natural habitat for white people. But then if you go to like the Beer Club for Men, which I'll be at next week, last one of the year, uh, you'll see... It's uh, there are more than just white people at the beer club for men, right? So, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, you all these people listen to you? I thought it's just a bunch of you know just angry white guys. Why is it gotta be that way? Why? And by the way, what you know? I'd love you know all the people that thought Allie Miller was racist, especially uh, Supervisor Dick Elias over there, at Pima County. What would he think about this? Right? Where? Hey, Dick, can you tell me where the natural habitat for white people is? You wonder why we get mad as white people because we're just getting we're getting trashed all over the place. Whatever. Again, it doesn't. Do I get mad? I I think it's just stupid. It's unnecessary. It's dumb. Am I offended by it? I don't get offended. I just call it out for what it is. What? Well, I have your answer on white people food. Oh, okay. What? Apparently, it is Cracker Barrel. Oh, I like. (laughs) I like it though. I love it. I want it right now. You know, if it was the other way around, because remember all these stories about colleges, they want like, uh, they, they want, you know, names changed. That guy was a slave owner. Yep. Remember somebody was offended by somebody's, there was like some hall, it was like Brown Hall, it was something like that. And they're like, or it was a like noose or something like that. Something, and they're like, that's offensive. And that was the actual person's name who founded the college. And that was, doesn't matter. You know, if, at some point, if we're the other way around, white people would be like, you got to change the name of that restaurant. That's just awful. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Cracker Barrel. Uh huh. Yep. So that's uh, that's nice. That's just apparently there's some good stuff. Look at up right at the highlight. Uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, is saying he will not talk about FISA applications. Uh, talk about spying on Trump, unmasking that kind of stuff. Anyway, if there's anything good, uh, I don't know if we're gonna be able to get it before the end of the show. Rush, Hannity, Levin, they will here on KNST AM seven ninety. So you want to keep it here all day long. Can't wait to hear what Al Franken has to say. Creepy Al Franken shoving his tongue down some. I'm just looking at this. What some chick's throat? And the, and the guy behind. Ah, I know. No, let's, oh. It's it's too inside. It's oh. too inside. I mean, he's like he's getting ready to waterboard him. That's cool. That look, yeah. That's all right. If they should get the answers cool. out of him. Is that's that wrong. Cool. That's all right. Is that wrong? That's all right. Uh, anyway, sure. so we'll get to uh, Magnus. If you missed it, yet, is the top story of the day. I didn't even get a chance to finish the op-ed. It was so ridiculous. Writing things that aren't factually correct. Uh, he thinks Trump is anti-immigrant. Again, I would love to. One of the first questions, probably the first question I would ask Chris Magnus, if 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 you think Donald Trump is anti-immigrant, why has two of his three wives been immigrants? Illegal immigrant? What Magnus wrote is a disgrace to everyone living in Tucson and Southern Arizona in the New York Times, and we'll get to it. Uh, he is so open borders. He is dangerous. 
for the community. We'll continue, and you'll find out about it in about six, right here on KNST. Here's Fox. It is 940. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know is that Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus uh, is dangerous for the community, writes an op-ed in the uh, New York Times about being deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, and those cities refuse to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. And he's, he's mad that Trump wants those cities to turn over illegal aliens to ICE agents. God forbid you follow the law, Magnus. You're a police chief. He is a, an activist at masquer- uh, masquerading as a police chief. That's exactly what he has got. An email about that is brilliant. I'll get into that in just a second. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, and it's really this simple. You have over 10,000 text messages between the anti-Trump FBI agent Stroke and his mistress, an FBI lawyer. Over 10,000. Again, how did you work? I've been married to my wife for 11 years, almost 12. I think I may have probably like 62 text messages toward her. Hungry? Yep. Good. Okay, cool. Dinner? Yep. Okay. Um, what did they write? I can't, I can't wait to see. Third thing that I think you need to know, we don't know what Al Franken is going to do. Rumor yesterday was that he was going to quit. This morning, he tweeted out that uh, he's still talking about his, uh, with his family about what to do. So we don't know, but he's going to make a statement today. We'll see. Three things that I think you need to know. Uh, Jose sent me a message on Facebook. The Cracker Barrel joke was mine, LOL. Wait a second. A guy named Jose yep. made the Cracker Barrel joke. Yep. If it weren't for this show, you'd be in trouble, my man. But we dig it. We like it. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, man. Uh, next time I see you, though, Jose, at the Cracker Barrel, I'll say you're appropriating my culture. <laughs> I love it. Really quick, uh, great economic news. I told you about the job reports yesterday. More jobs than expected, of course, those geniuses. Uh, apparently, in this ADP report of jobs, 40,000 new manufacturing jobs. Regulations are gone. Wait till Obamacare is gone. Wait till tax form happens. 40,000 new manufacturing jobs. Highest amount of jobs created in uh, in November. Highest amount ever going back to 2002. That's a big deal. But won't be talked about. Won't be talked about at all. Now, on to Magnus, uh, which is gross. But on to Magnus. Now, he wrote again. I told you about that. He's deeply troubled that Trump wants... Low, a local law enforcement to turn over undocumented, uh, undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. And he said, if you don't do it, he's going to retaliate against us. He's going to withhold funding for things like crime prevention, drug treatment, mental health programs. So again, this whole op-ed that he wrote, literally there's no facts to back up anything that he's saying. I just can't say that enough. Can't say that enough. He doesn't give any stats, nothing. He writes, the Justice Department wants Americans to believe that recent upticks in violent crime are tied to undocumented immigrants or cities' failure to get tough on crime. Where is this? Hey, by the way, tell this to Kate Steinle's family. I mean, to, to be so biased and, and insane to write this is one thing, but to do it literally be so tone-deaf to say that you'd rather not have to turn over illegal aliens to the feds after a sanctuary policy is what killed Kate Steinle in San Francisco and that they're... That came out days ago that he was not guilty and people are outraged about it. I mean, talk about being tone deaf, Magnus. Holy smokes. He writes, the reality is cities with fewer crime fighting resources often experience increases in crime. So he's saying, we don't want to listen to your rules, President Trump. 
but we want your money. That's what it comes down to. You should not threaten to take away our funding, but we're not going to listen to you. The nerve. The nerve. The Justice Department's rush to undermine crime reduction initiatives put in place under past administrations, like he thinks Obama somehow reduced crime. Have you not seen the world on fire in eight years? The country on fire? Anyway, he says this is damaging police-community relationships. I'm thinking Black Lives Matter damaged police-community relationships, Chris. And you stood out there in Richmond when you're the police chief in California with the Black Lives Matter people holding up their sign. You damaged them, man. Anyway. Uh, He's mad critical federal funding like justice assistance grants are being threatened to advance an anti-immigrant agenda. He he wrote anti-immigrant at least four or five times, if if not more. And it's not anti-immigrant. It's called anti-illegal immigrant. Again, Trump's wife's an immigrant. Genius. So... Um, he's upset about this. And again, there are literally no facts to back it up. But again, he did the same thing when he wrote an op-ed. Do you remember this op-ed? Do you remember what he wrote? Uh, it was, I believe it was, was the last month? Uh, September 21st. Magnus, lawmakers must listen to law enforcement on dangerous gun bills. Remember we talked about this? Uh, he was very, he tried to compare somehow the January 8th shooting here in Tucson to the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act. Like he made the, he's making the jump that if you're allowed to, and and wait, already made it through the House yesterday, it should make through the Senate and go to the president's desk. Just like a driver's license. If I have a license from, and I do, from the state of Arizona to conceal carry, it should be acknowledged in every other state around the country. Just like my driver's license is. And he made the jump to say, if that happens, you'll have more shootings like January 8th. Without stating actual facts, he said, if passed, this proposed measure would create a race to the bottom by allowing the most ill-conceived concealed carry laws to become the law of the land. Not only does this proposal threaten public safety, it makes it even more difficult for law enforcement officers to do their jobs. And I believe, I saw the stats, that 91% of police officers back concealed carry. But he says it'll be more difficult for them to do their jobs. It would expose law enforcement to even greater threats. That's what he says. Again, no facts to back anything up. Zero. Zip, zilch, nothing. This is, uh, and again, he writes things based on emotion, opinion, with no facts. He writes, Tucson is not technically a sanctuary city. We're close to the border with Mexico and take pride in being welcoming to immigrants. You know what sucks is that people are going to read this and they're going to think that this is, maybe this is what Tucson is. He says many community members in his New York Times op-ed have told me Latinos are not turning to us for help or working with us as often as they have in the past. Their growing sense of fear and distrust is clearly a consequence of the anti-immigrant rhetoric coming from Mr. Trump and Jeff Sessions. Now, again, can you play the uh, the uh, Kate Steinle killer, uh, Zarate? Because he says, again, he's deeply troubled that Trump is mad at at local law enforcement that refused to turn over illegal immigrants to federal authorities. And he says, if we, if we do this, it's going to make everybody unsafe. Again, he said, the changes the DOJ wants to make 
will compromise public safety by reducing community confidence in law enforcement. It'll compromise public safety. Listen to the Kate Steinle killer. Here we go. You did shoot her. Did you keep coming back to San Francisco because you knew that they wouldn't actively look for you to deport you? Yes. Oh, so he wanted to go get sanctuary in a sanctuary city, knowing they wouldn't turn him over to the feds. And what happens? Kate Steinle ends up dead. So again, this is why Magnus won't come on the show because he has no actual answer for this. Literally, no answer. He can't say, yes, I have facts to back up my opinion. But you know, I do. I do. And I even posted this on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. I even tweeted this to Chris Magnus so he can read it for himself. Story from Fox News, June 30th this year. Crime drops in Phoenix after city drops sanctuary city status, former cops say. What? I'll get your reaction. 880-KNST, 880-5678, and tell you what happened in Phoenix and what a six-year study produced that apparently Magnus is not in touch with reality. Again, I can't tell you that I, I've never been more, I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but I've never been more worried about Tucson than today after reading the op-ed and seeing how insane, I mean, what seems to be like out of touch with reality, our police chief is. He's the most political police chief I've ever seen. <laughs> Just run for office. Quit your job and run for office. We'll continue in four. KNST AIM 792 sounds the most stimulating talk. All right, time to get yourself a gift for Christmas and Hanukkah. Well, for someone else, but at the same time, get yourself a gift. You go to Mr. On's, Japanese Steakhouse, Teppanyaki Tables, Great Bar, Sushi. Oh, fantastic place. Go to Mr. On's, Oracle and Rudisil. You buy $100 in gift cards to give out to people, you get 20 bucks for yourself. So you get to reward. You get basically a nice reward for being nice to other people, right? You do that. That's exactly what you do. Now, when it comes to uh, 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 happy hour today, extended happy hour, 4 to 8 p.m. at Mr. On's Oracle and Rudisil. Go there. Great specials on drinks, sushi, that kind of stuff. KNST happy hour. I'll be there next Thursday, but you go there this Thursday and have a great time. You deserve it. Now, also, company holiday parties. Company holiday parties. What you're going to do, if you'd like to figure out a place, go to Mr. On's Oracle and Rudisil. They have a great patio that... It will be a perfect area for you and your coworkers, your employees to go outside, big fire pit, great food, bring out trays of sushi, whatever you want. They even have special rooms that can be closed off that have teppanyaki tables. You could all watch the show. Imagine how much fun with great camaraderie by going to Mr. On's for a great holiday party. Find out more. Mr. On and Mr. On Tucson.com. Let's bring up uh, the unanchored real quick. I think this is Al Franken also. Hang on a second. To doing things Listen. that, in fact, I haven't done. Some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Others I remember very differently. I said at the outset that the Ethics Committee was the right venue for these allegations to be heard and investigated and evaluated on their merits. That I was prepared to cooperate fully and that I was confident in the outcome. You know, an important part of the conversation we've been having the last few months has been about how men abuse their power and privilege to hurt women. I am proud that during my time in the Senate, I have used my power to be a champion of women. Wow. And that I've earned a reputation as someone who respects the women I work alongside every day. I know there's been a very different picture of me painted over the last few weeks, 
but I know who I really am. Serving in the United States Senate has been the great honor of my life. I know in my heart that nothing I have done as a senator, nothing, has brought this honor on, on this institution. And I am confident that the Ethics Committee would agree. Nevertheless, today I am announcing that in the coming weeks, I will be resigning hey. as a member of the United States there Senate. There you go. There you go. I, of all people, am aware that there is some irony in the fact that I am leaving while a man who has bragged on tape there about his history of sexual assault sits in the Oval Office and a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' what? campaigns for the Senate with the, with the full support of his party. But this decision is not about classy. me. Oh, no. It's about the people of Minnesota. And it's become clear that I can't both pursue the Ethics Committee process and at the same time remain an effective senator for them. Let me be clear. I may be resigning my seat, but I am not giving up my voice. I will continue to stand up for the things I believe in as a citizen and as an activist. Okay, that's all we need. I thought he was going to go all Stuart Smalley right there. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Gosh darn it, people like me. Sometimes. Even those chicks that I forced myself. Anyway, so there you go. Had to take a shot at Trump. Had to keep it classy. We had to go. We'll come back. Reaction to this and uh, my stats for Magnus coming up on KNST. Hello. We were allowed to uh, and had discretion to contact our federal immigration partners. Crime fell drastically. Burglaries fell, assault fell, robberies fell from year to year because of that. And Magnus is like, it's going to be more dangerous if we actually have to tell the feds we have an illegal alien in custody. It it makes no sense. Magnus, it's on you, buddy. You're welcome on the show anytime. That's how nice I am. Anytime. Come tell me how somehow I'm wrong. I'd love to hear it. Rush is next. I'm sure he's going to go off on Al Frank and have a great day.